Welcome to episode 30 of the Local Meta. My name is Fletcher. And I'm John. So, John, happy birthday. Oh, yeah. It is that today, isn't it? Yeah, the day we're recording, it's your birthday. Yeah. So, congrats oh. on surviving another orbit around the sun. I was super confused, like, last night before I went to bed when I saw someone posted on my wall. I never posted on my wall on Facebook. I'm like, what the hell's going on? And then, like... I read their post, and I'm like, happy birthday! I'm like, holy shit, it's my birthday today. <laughs> and I went to bed. <laughs> I am, uh, I'm pretty sure I got you the best present of all. Letting you... It was a little early. Smoke me at Legacy. <laughs> it was a little early. I let you win. That's obviously what happened. Yep. I didn't totally play the entire game to get you into a position where you only had one card in hand and were completely tapped out or anything. No, not at all. That's not what happens. <laughs> In case you guys uh, are wondering, when you get to play like a 50 cent uncommon and watch your opponent put $1,200 worth of lands in their graveyard, it feels good. Yeah, so you, um, uh, you decided to listen to your heart and play goblins at Legacy. And I was on blue-black standstill, and... Yeah, I had all three of my underground seas out and like two colorless lands and one card in hand, and you're like, boil, and I'm like, well, shit. <laughs> I think the best part is that you high fived me. I mean, it was just you, so goddamn perfect. You were you were telling me you had some spiciness in the sideboard just for me, and I'm like, I'm like, it better be spicy. And then you navigated the game in a way to just kick me in the balls. <laughs> It was it was absolutely great. Like I'm, I probably the thing is like I probably would have won from that position anyways. But Boyle yeah. just slammed the door in your damn face, so you could do nothing about it, and it was just great. <laughs> I'm not gonna uh, lie, I was actually surprised that I beat you as uh, I don't want to say thoroughly. Handily as you did, yeah. yeah like I'm, su I'm surprised that the match went that heavily in my favor. Is probably a good way of putting it. Um, some of it was poor decisions on my part. Some of it, I think, was playing the new style, the new style deck. And I think another piece is just that that I don't think that's a particularly great matchup for me. I don't like I, I do think the matchup is in my favor, especially mm -hmm. pre sideboard, because you just have a lot of terrible cards you can draw, right? Yeah. Like, Spell Pierce is basically Force of Will fodder, and Force of Will is a bad card against me. Yeah. But, like, I, I expected you to have a bit more game, especially after sideboard, but I don't know. Well, I didn't really hit any of my uh, sideboard cards. I hit um, Needle. Yeah. And that, which... that, stopped you, that stopped your Aether Vials that you didn't have. Yeah, which I never drew. <laughs> And oh, I did. I draw an engineered explosives, which I used to one for one. Hey, to be fair, you one for one the card that was already a three for one. Yeah, true. Because <laughs> Grenzo's secretly really good. Yeah, I suck, but yeah, it's it all good. I had a good time. Doesn't matter. Yeah, I got to play goblins and like, I was talking to Manny after the fact, and I'm like. Like I just, I just look at him, and we we wanted to playing a little bit more actually. Sweet. 
just because like I'm like when we're all, when we're done, we're like chilling at McDonald's, and I'm like, Manny, I really want to keep playing Goblins. <laughs> like I just want to play Legacy. I love Legacy. I love Legacy. I love Legacy Goblins. Like everything about that deck is just it goes against what you think a mono red super cheap creature deck should be doing. I mean like, that deck has like I'm playing I'm playing literal cards that say draw three cards in my deck, and you have more card advantage than me. It's the most glorious thing in the world. <laughs> but so it was a good time getting yeah. boiled and all that. But so if we have something to talk about today, we have a new set coming out. Ixalan. Full spoilers finally up. So we're gonna kind of. Kind of do something similar to last time. Um, kind of go over some of our the highlights of the set that we saw, give our thoughts, BS about it. What, and, we, um, uh, what yeah. we do best. Yeah, Ramble, that's... somewhat aimed. Uh, yeah, <laughs> in a general direction. Um, so, uh, as always with these set review podcasts, uh, we really appreciate your feedback on them. So, if you have any comments, uh, shoot us a message on twitter or um at the email we'll give you those both at the end of the podcast um but yeah so why don't we get right into it john all right okay let's start with the good stuff okay our our favorites as you were Mm -hmm. what is your favorite effect in the new set fletcher okay this is gonna be really stupid but i (laughs) So it's actually the card Ryle. So sorcery, one red. Ryle deals one damage to target creature you control. That creature gains trample until end of turn. Draw a card. The card is so stupid and clever. I absolutely love it. Like, I <laughs> I just think it's... Uh, I don't know. I just love the silliness of that effect to, um, to, to some degree. I guess if I had to go with something a little more spicy, I'd probably go with Star of Extinction. Um, because I think when we were talking about it when the card was spoiled, I think the phrase I uttered is, it is a strictly better um, Into the Maw of Hell for my Stuffy Doll deck. <laughs> Which is horrifying to even say. I know. So for the people that don't know, Star of Extinction is 5 red red for a sorcery. Destroy target land. Star of Extinction deals 20 damage to each creature and each planeswalker. So, Uh, I'm going to put this out there. Star of Extinction is my second favorite card in the entire set. Wow. Really? Yes. Not because it's good. Because I love the flavor. Like... (laughs) Star of Extinction is what Worldfire should have been, in the fe- yeah, sense that, like, you can't really... Well, you can abuse this card, obviously, but it's not, like, it's not a wonky sort of abusing, right? I mean, I'm I'm doing it with my Stuffy Doll deck, so if you want to call that abusing... <laughs> I mean, it's, it's seven mana win the game, so... I mean, Into the Maw of Hell was, almost, was pretty close to the same thing, but... Similar, but, like... Yeah, okay. But... Yeah, I've I actually really do like Star of Extinction. But in regards to Ryle Yeah. Would you still like the card if it didn't say draw a card on it? Probably. Okay. I th- I just love the cleverness of it, as st- stupid as that sounds. Like Oh yeah, I within, I within Rage and the and the one damage to like 
and then like you know it's it's i i honestly believe the card is too clever for its own good probably but <laughs> but i just i really enjoy that like um when I was, like, uh, I think in one of the custom sets I was just, like, messing around with, I had a card that was, like, one red, and it was, like, it, instant target creature deals one damage to itself. And that just tickled me to no end. So something like this just tickles me to no end. Like, I, I, I don't know. It's just kind of silly, but this seems, this, I don't know. It's effective, and we'll see what happens with it. So... My one, like, uh, Ryle's probably going to be a pretty okay card in Limited, right? Because yeah, it's it going to be an enabler. Yeah, it'll probably be okay. <laughs> I actually have a complaint about this card. Oh, really? I The art bothers me. Why? Because there's a little insect shooting a tiny little lightning bolt into a dinosaur's eye, and it makes my eyes water to think about it. <laughs> that's your complaint. That's my complaint. The art weirds me out more than uh, it. More than the, like this card. The, there's nothing weird about this art, except for it's something interacting with an eyeball, and that bothers you. <laughs> like my yeah, like I said, like my eyes start to water when I think about it. It's like uh. Did did eye gouge bother you? No, because that was so like insane over the top. Oh okay. Like this is just like like you see that you see Ryle and you're like yeah I could totally imagine a tiny little insect like you know shooting lightning into my eye I guess it's <laughs> like <laughs> it's like it's like I just look at them it's like yep if I like like I just imagine like basically like an insect getting in my eye somehow or something stupid like that and it just bothers <laughs> me. Uh. Okay, so what's what's your um, uh, favorite effect of the set? Mine is a much more complicated magic card. Okay. So, mine is Hostage Taker. Okay. And, the, so Hostage Taker, shit, it's a 2, 3, for 4, 2 colors, a blue, and a black. Whenever Hostage Taker enters the battlefield, exile target artifact or creature until Hostage Taker leaves the battlefield. You may cast that card for as long as it remains exiled, and you may spend mana as outward mana of any color to cast it. Mm -hmm. This card is super wonky. Like, you cast it, and suddenly you put your opponent in this weird little position, right? Because the odds are that whatever it's exiling, the they'll be able to cast, cast the next turn, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, alright, so I exiled your 4-drop with my 4-drop. Do you take a turn off to kill my 4-drop to get your 4-drop back? Or do you cast, like, a 5-drop? And if you do that, I get to cast your 4-drop. And it's just, like, at least this weird little, like, game within the game with your opponent where they really have, like, a, like it puts the burden on your opponent to make a decision about what's actually important to them. Yeah. And I really like the effect. I don't think it's like standard playable by any means, but like in limited, this will be really interesting. Yeah, this is gonna. I mean, I think in limited, this is just a great card. It's. I don't know if it's great because like it still can die to removal, which at that point is just like a four mana unsummon. Which but I mean, it's fine. okay. Like like dies to removal is just the biggest cop out. I'm not disagreeing. I know, it's, I know it's a reality, but like, <laughs> but like, as you said, putting the, your opponent in that position, I think is, I mean, really good. Like, 
I mean, just like Banisher Priesting something is good. Yeah, like this is this is basically a blue-black Banisher Priest, but instead of your opponent being like, okay, I can just kill that later and I'll eventually get my creature back, this is, okay, if I don't kill that now, they get to cast it. Yeah. And that can be huge. Yeah. Like, I mean, and this is one of those cards that you, like, if you play it on curve, you're happy. Uh-huh. If you play it later, you're... you're you're, ha you're happy yeah. <laughs> because you're removing something and possibly casting it at the same time. Uh, like, yeah. it's just there's I don't know. Uh, yeah, this card's sweet. It also I feel like blue black is going to be a really interesting like tempoish style deck in limited, mm -hmm. like possibly mill maybe. But like, all of a sudden you're playing a you're playing a four mana two three that can like draw the hate away from your other creatures that are actually killing your opponent. Because, you know, they'll be more inclined to want to kill this instead of, like, the 2-3 flyer that's been beating them down for multiple turns, right? Yeah. And, like, so it, like, draws hate in that regard, which can be really interesting. Just, like, the tempo aspect of it is just kind of sweet. Yeah. It, it has one of those effects that, like, like, honestly, like, if you played this and stole your opponent's, like, 1-1 one, one for 1 that does nothing, like, they're still going to just go absolutely nanners and try to get rid of this. Mm-hmm. Like, because it's just, it's one of those effects that just throws people off. Like, it's effectively a three-for-one if you ever get to cast the card. Yeah, pretty close. Like, you drew a card for nothing, you killed a card for nothing, and you have a two-three. Yeah, and a two-three's a card, man. Yeah. Like, it's one mana over, you know, vanilla, right? Yeah. So, I think that, that's fine. Like, I, yeah. I really like the card. Yeah, it's a sweet card. I'm excited for it. Also, it's really funny that they have to errata it before it comes out. Yeah, that was a minor mistake, but, you know. <laughs> Happens. Yeah. But <laughs> cards that go infinite with themselves are not good. Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. Does Why so, don't we um? Uh, how oh, sorry? do they do they errat it to say your opponent controls, or does it now just say um, not not itself? Yeah, basically a, a, another target artifact. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't know which one they went with. Was it another or target player? Or no, target it was another. So okay, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think that's what it was. I'd have to check what what they said, but yeah, there's, they they did. There's actually very few cards that they've er eroded in that regard, isn't it? Before they came out, like because like the now what it says on the card is very different from what it actually does, which has always been one of those things that people are like, this is really problematic for printed card games. For hostage taker, are you talking about? Or yeah, now, or? yeah, for hostage taker, it's Be not very problematic. It's like slightly problematic. Well, it's problematic for anyone who doesn't know better, basically. You know, it's like, problematic you know, for it's problematic for people who know better actually, because the people who don't know better are more than likely the people who don't realize it goes infinite with itself. Because the first time I read it, I didn't realize it. <laughs> I didn't and, notice it. I mean, I'm not gonna lie. I when I read it, I did not think of it in that regard because I just don't. I don't look yeah. at cards and oh, how can this go infinite? Because I just don't care because infinite combos are usually dealable. Yeah. But I mean, it's. It's something, but so it goes. Yeah. Right. Okay. 
I'll stop. Let's move on to I'll stop we'll move on to to more important things about cards. All right, John. Favorite art in the set. I am actually undecided. So I cur- I well yeah I currently I I limited it down to two. Although there's actually a lot of arts that I like, and not because they look good. Like there's nothing flashy about one of my choices and there's nothing flashy about another card that would be like an honorable mention for me that i can't remember the name of <laughs> like one of my choices is colossal dreadmaw mm-hmm. and i like it not because it's like you know super um like there's nothing overt about the art right like you look at the art and you're like, oh, you see a pirate ship, and then you like you notice like the dinosaur head in the background, and you realize that there is a T-Rex behind this pirate ship, like full-on ship, and it is dwarfing the ship. And it's just like I love how the card that's actually like the creature the card is representing is not even like front and center. Mm-hmm. Like I really, yeah, that is uncommon. Yeah, I really like that because like it just shows you like the sheer insane size of it, like to the point of, I actually think that Carnage Tyrant and Colossal Dreadmaw should have reverse art, because it's kind of weird that the the murder <laughs> the murder mythic is you know barely taller than humans, and but it's the, star wrong. Yeah. It's it's very strong, but it shouldn't be, you know, more powerful than the common. This dinosaur is the size of a literal mountain. Sure, whatever. In my opinion, I'm in your opinion. I'm allowed to complain. That's the world I live in. Deal with. Oh, that. I know. I get it. No, that is. I I do agree with the the art focus, though. I think that's sweet. Yeah, and my 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 other favorite art is the reprint of favorable winds i don't know this is damn pretty like this is it's kind of funny because i'm the one who's all like ah there's too much blue and blue cards and it bothers me but the actual detail in this art is great and mm-hmm. watch like the coaddles like swirling around each other and doing god knows what they're doing probably a mating ritual of some sort probably doing it yeah <laughs> like that just like adds to like just the in immensely great detail. Like you can see individual scales. Yeah. And I just really like it, and I hope the foil looks nice. Like this is one of those cards yeah. that I might get a foil of just for my like to put in the random collection I have of somewhat sweet looking foils. Yeah, fair enough. So. Yeah. I don't have as much to talk about for his favorable wins, except for it's immensely detailed, and I just love the colors. So. It looks sweet. Like, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It just looks good, even though it is very blue, and I know all you do is bitch about blue cards being blue. You know, you gotta... Man's gotta have principles. Even if they're wrong. That's fine. Okay. <laughs> How about yourself? What you... Okay. What you so, I... I have, I'm just gonna say that I really like the art of this set. So I'll get into that. So the card I picked was Admiral Beckett Brass, um, and basically, just 
the art is so kind of over the top in a way and it, it's bright it's in your face it has a lot going on a lot of detail and i just i just get a kick out of it i don't know i just i just love like the everything about the art the 60 year old grandma pirate admiral who's like, like you, i will kick you in the nuts till you die <laughs> <laughs> like but and and like that's a piece of it that i think is just awesome but mm-hmm. a bigger piece of it is is the color yeah like everything just jumps out and this is a hole for the set and i'll probably just go off about this even more everything is so colorful and i love it like all the green cards have you know reds you know reds and blues and purples and orange and like all these colors from the from the dinosaurs in them uh and everything like even you know all these colors are popping out in in every single color the green colors in particular just jump out from the dinosaurs like crazy to me like i i just feel like they did a really good job of making it like you know to to echo your complaint kind of i don't think it's just blue i think it's all the colors kind of green cards look very green black cards look very black or purple blue cards look blue white cards look white like in this they have a lot of different colors jumping out at you and i think that is just awesome that's actually something that i really like about the green merfolk in this set is almost all of them have purple feathers yep and I love the contrast between blue and or purple and green. Like I, it's like one of my favorite color combinations. Did did you know that was one of mine too? Color combinations? Yeah, purple and green. No, I did not. So I don't remember what it was for, but like some games, whenever I'd have to pick two color combinations that would contrast, I'd always pick purple and green. And then actually, funny, like um, uh, my wife knows this, and actually the colors she picked for our wedding were purple and green because of that. Just because she knows that you're weird little... And she liked it, too. So, like, we're basically, like, super bros, then, I guess. But, like, yeah, that color contrast is really sweet with the merfolk. Well, the super entertaining thing about purple and green is it's actually the the two colors of St. Urho's Day, which is a Finnish saint. Yeah, okay. I'm actually a Finlander, which is kind of entertaining. Like... Yes, you are. Yes. (laughs) But yeah, so yeah, hey, congratulations! You're celebrating a a saint in your sure. favorite color slash. <laughs> yeah, but just yeah, I don't know. Just in general, like the the colors of the set just jump out like crazy to yeah. me and stuff like that. Like I'm a a, a goring ceratops. I just just looked at here with the the all those colors popping out in that card, like for a white card. Yeah, I, I, man, I just so. I just think it's so cool that they did this. Like, I haven't... I don't... Th- the last that I can think of where they did anything like this, where they had colors jump out this much, was Mirage. And... And, and I'm saying something with that, because, like, Mirage is, like, a holy book to me. Like, that is that is my first set, and that is my favorite set. And I, I think the art of that set has no comparison in Magic. So that I'm even, like, brushing close to it is something. Like, I don't know. But So I yeah. actually have a confession to make along this line. Yeah. Of, I have a personal problem with 
um, like the feather dinosaur whole thing. Because like, the, oh, should we get into this now or should we wait? Well, like, so here's the thing, right? I okay, don't. We're gonna care, get into it now, then. <laughs> I don't care if something is, you know, historically accurate. I still want it to look like what in my mind it looks like. Cause that's how I was taught, and screw everyone else. Mm-hmm. But I do really like the colorful, like feather, all that fancy stuff on dinosaurs in this set. Like it really makes the art pop to the point of like I no longer hate the fact that the raptors have feathers. So I, when I saw the feathered dinosaurs, I didn't even like blink an eye. It makes. If it was any other set, or any other setting, I'd probably stop and go, eh. But this setting, it makes absolutely perfect sense. I also agree. And and that's one of the reasons that I was just like, oh yeah, this makes perfect sense. Regardless of the historical accuracy. I think I think even if there was not the historical accuracy, like to some degree, and it was just something people said, like it would be the correct decision to put feathers on your lizards in this. Like, just because of the whole... That, that Aztec sort of influence and everything. Yeah, I I do agree with that, mainly because of the fact that fa- the new art on Favorable Winds exists, and they're actually showing the Quaddles, yeah. <laughs> which was your argument for why the dinosaurs should have feathers, is because of the Quaddles. Really? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Like, you, like, you're like, here's the thing, it's, it's you know, based off, like, you know, aztec style stuff, and they had feathered lizards. Like, yeah, and that was a big thing, big part of the like mythology and everything with yeah. um, uh, fourteen syllable long keyword creature, whatever it was. But as you do, like yeah, I don't know. I I I'm a big fan of that. But yeah, the colorful art is just something that I just think is absolutely awesome in this. And I think Beckett Brass, the part of you know, I, I picked the card because of the the color. I think is awesome on it the kind of over-the-topness, and I think that sets a tone for a lot of the uh, pirate cards to some degree. Yeah. So. Yeah. Alright, we can we can put that one to bed since I had some words about it. It's some, okay, it's John. some good stuff. Oops, sorry? It's, it's some good stuff. There's some good art in this set. Yeah. Alright. So, we'll get, we'll get back into something slightly more mechanical. Which card... Do you want to just draft every single time you see it? So, my card is less the card I want to I want to draft, and more this card represents what I want to draft. And if you're drafting this card, you're drafting the thing you wanted to re- want it to represent. <laughs> yeah, mine is Marauding Looter was the one I chose. Mm-hmm. And. The reason... So, uh, Marauding Looter is, is two blue-red uh, for a 4-3 with raid at the beginning of your end step. If you attack with a creature this turn, you may draw a card. If you do, discard a card. So, this card as it exists is not that great. It's good, but it's not amazing. Like, looting it's like, is... It's like one of those cards that looks fine. Yeah, but the th- here's the thing. I love raid as a mechanic. Like, Raid is a great mechanic. I absolutely, like, it was one of my favorite things from Cons Block. And, like, as a whole, I just really like the mechanic. And 
Marauding Looter kind of plays into that perfectly because, like, this makes Raid a... Like, Raid is very tempo in this set. Like, mm -hmm. it's in tempo colors. It's... A lot of it is like, oh, you know, if you raid it, you can make your opponent discard a card, or you can unsummon a creature, and stuff like that. And when you're playing a tempo deck, flooding is one of the worst things possible, so being able to, like, draw a card and discard lands is super good. Mm -hmm. And, like, the fact that, like, so by attacking, you're making it easier to keep attacking. Like, I just really, I really like Marauding Looter as a card. I really like Raid as a mechanic. And I just hope I can draft Grixis colored Raid decks, basically, all the time. <laughs> You're a bad person. I know. Three color. No, but... I, no I'm, not, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not saying three color. I'm saying, like, any of those three color combinations. Oh, okay. You know. Blue black, blue red, or red black. Just raid my opponent to death. Yeah. Like I don't know. I raid raid is one of those mechanics that it's so simple. Like it is just like when you, when you when they created the mechanic, you're like, I am surprised that mechanic doesn't already exist. Mm -hmm. Like it, you know, if something attacked, do something. Huh. That's so intrinsic to magic, and it it. It pushes the game in such a, um, in in the correct direction, basically, of of trying to to get the game to end, encouraging people to attack and things like that. So, well, it's it, it's so cool. And then like what they did, yeah, the the tempo base in the set makes it even, you know, more appealing. One of my favorite things about raid in the previous set was like there was this huge thing with your opponent, right? Where like you attack mm -hmm. your smaller creature into their bigger creature. And, you yep. know, a lot of the time they're going to be under the assumption, well, he just has, you know, a pump spell and he's trying to, you yep. know, get me, as it were, and stuff like that. But this adds a whole other layer because maybe you're only attacking to trigger raid to get the effect. Yeah. And, like, it was this whole other mind... Like, it's the same reason why I love Morph. I don't think they should, Morph should be in every set by any means. Morph is super f***ing weird. But yeah. um, I really like Morph as a mechanic because I get to, like, I can bluff my opponent a lot. And like, I mean, in 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 uh, cons when Morph was around, like I, you know, and you can like bluff your opponent really awesome. Like I literally played cards that I could not flip over because I just needed a two two for three. Yeah, like I did the same thing. Like, like <laughs> just being able to like make people just like, especially because of how I play. Like mm -hmm. I am a very you know like I don't really give much away when I play type of person, mm -hmm. and like just like. Being like that naturally just lends to the whole, well, am I trying to make you lose a creature to a pump spell, or am I trying to trigger raid to get an effect, you know? Yeah. It's like that whole balancing act of like, well, is it worth, you know, if they block, is it worth losing this creature just to get this raid effect? And mm -hmm. I like, raid as a mechanic just adds a lot more play to a game, which I appreciate in limited. Yeah, raid's, raid's great. So... My choice is actually kind of similar to yours in a lot of ways. Um, I picked Merfolk Branchwalker, which is a uh, one in a green for a 2-1 Merfolk Scout. Uh, when Merfolk Branchwalker enters the battlefield, it explores. So... Probably should explain I... that mechanic. So yeah, uh, resplore, uh, when something explores, uh, you reveal the top card of your library, put that card into your hand if it's a land, otherwise put a plus one plus one counter on this creature, then put the card back or put it into your graveyard. So, 
it's it's not a huge secret that I just basically every single time I play well any limited format I just want to play like blue green like all the time like I love blue green and this card sort of fits into that blue green tempo-y feel that I I want to some degree um and it's just a cheap card that basically lets me draw a card I'm, or I get a... What? I was surprised that this was your choice over Shapers of Nature. Um, uh, let me look at it. Yeah, <laughs> that is that is one. It's just... I was, uh, I was looking for... I, like, I want one of those cards that I can play early that I can do something with immediately. I love... Enter, like, I just want to play Elvish Visionaries all day, basically. Or, or mana wars or stuff like that so cards like this like all the um uh like uh there's a bunch of the the pirates too that i really 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 like that i'd probably include in my <laughs> i want to draft um or was like the merfolks and pirates uh i was talking with andy about them no no i can't remember i'm like or like uh shipwreck looter um uh, what, were the, what was the other one? Shipwreck Looter would be another one that's like very, very much right into kind of what I want to be doing. Um, but yeah, or I'm a Storm Stormfleet Spy. But so those those kind of cards are the things that I like. I just want to be like playing cards, drawing cards, bouncing my opponent's permanents, doing that thing, and just playing a tempo game. And this. This this is my this is one of the cards I chose to symbolize that I just I, I, John I'm trying not to choose blue cards for once. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I, I suppose I'm actually pretty diverse in my what I want to draft all the time colors. So, like I I want to be blue blue green or blue black basically. Like actually I, I don't mind green black. I don't like green as as its own color, but man do I love it paired with black or blue. It's fair. Green's boring. But when you make it Golgari or Simic, it gets pretty spicy. Oh man, sick, yeah. But Okay. Continue you can serve up the next one. Alrighty. So speaking of the glorious format that we all know and love known as Legacy. What do you think? We'll see play in eternal formats. Um, I'll be honest. I kind of just, I kind of punted this one. I feel like this is a super safe pick. Um, I picked the Sentinel Totem. So it's a uh, one for an artifact. When Sentinel Totem enters the battlefield, scry one. Uh, tap exile Sentinel Totem. Exile all cards from all graveyards. So. I know when, when this card was spelled, we were talking about it in comparison to Relic of Progenitus. Yep. Um, I think just having this card be, you know, one, enter, and being able to exile stuff right away is just, it's worthwhile in some decks. And it, you know, it's just adding to the smorgasbord of graveyard hate that you can choose from in that format. But I think this sees play in, I think some decks choose this over other things. Um, and that scry one is not meaningless by any means. I can, I can agree with the scry one not being meaningless. 
Mm-hmm. It's it's like it's one of those cards that I'm gonna have a place it of just sitting in my box just to go along with all the other artifact based graveyard graveyard oh, yeah. I have. Me too. Like it's it definitely has potential, but I do think there are better options. The question comes down to how quickly do you need them? Yeah. I mean the thing is, is it's very niche. Just like, I mean, when you're selecting Graveyard Hate for a Legacy deck, like, you don't just grab four Relics and slam them in there. Like, I don't think you do, at least. I think you. I think there's a lot more nuance to it than just saying this is the best one. Like, some decks, depending on what matchups you have, some decks are going to want Grafdigger's Cage instead. So, I mean, my, my Burn deck, like, I have the option of running Relics in there now. I think I probably keep Tormod's Crypt, as stupid as that sounds. Because you want to be able to use your turn one mana. Exactly. Like, so, I think having a one-cost card that doesn't cost anything to activate is, with with slight upside, is is something that shows up in a few places. I don't, it, like, this is not overtaking Relic, obviously. Yeah, like, my, my big thing about Sentinel's Totem is not will it overtake Relic, is is it better than Tormod's Crypt? I think, I I think some places it is. Yeah, like is paying a mana and scrying one better than free with no scry? And I think there's a few decks that would probably choose that. You know, I can't name them right now. Mm. I haven't thought about it too much, but I, 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 I think there are a few decks that would pick this over other graveyard hate. And, or maybe maybe to supplement other ones, maybe maybe they do two and two, because mm-hmm. because ha- having the ability of not having to have mana open for compared to relic is good, and that scry one is it's it's not the draw card from relic, but it's somewhere in between that like a deck that can spend its turn one mana, but kind of wants the little the little bump from that this gives it you know it, it fits in that 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 very narrow space between relic and crypt which is fair yeah so i mean you know if nothing else people will play this because they don't have relics <laughs> right i mean that's a reality i think so yeah it's it's super interesting because like well you also have to take new account like it's not just competing against itself in that regard Mm-hmm. Or like it's not just competing against relic; it is also competing against stuff like Nile Spellbomb. Yep. Which yes, Nile Spellbomb requires a black activation, but it can also activate for nothing. And if you have a spare black mana, you can draw a card. Yeah. And it's just super so there's, weird thinking about all that there's stuff. A, there's a lot of nuance with it. As I said, there's tons of graveyard hate. Like I just think maybe even just one deck wants this over the other stuff. Mm-hmm. And maybe maybe they don't, but I I think this is something that has the potential to show up. That's fair. I I love how we can have a discussion about a one mana stupid artifact that all it does is exile a graveyard, and uh, that's that long. Like, <laughs> welcome to the complexity of Magic: The Gathering. Right. Okay. So, John, what simple game? So, what did what did you pick? Because you obviously didn't pick Sentinel Totem. You picked um uh, Spell Pierce, didn't you? Uh, joke. That, I mean, I could. 
I definitely, ex I definitely expect spell, expect spell pierce to see play in eternal formats, because it okay. already does. Cool. Yep. Okay. So, what did you pick? I also did not take the other easy cop out, which would be opt, because technically yeah. it does not see play in modern yet, and modern is a eternal format. Um, I'm actually mm -hmm. going with sorceress spyglass, which hmm. kind of also a cop out. Because, like, it's very, very similar to Pithing Needle, or, yeah. um, uh, what's his name, Phyrexian Revoker, which both already see play. But mm -hmm. the big thing about Sorcerer's Spyglass is the fact that you get to look at your opponent's hand first. I know yeah, from... So for... I was just saying, for for reference, a uh, sorcerer spyglass two cost artifact. As sorcerer spyglass enters the battlefield, look at an opponent's hand, then choose any card name. Uh, activated abilities of sources with the chosen name can't be activated unless they're mana abilities. So, I can actually speak from experience, where mm -hmm. you cast a pithing needle, and you name a planeswalker, and then your opponent casts the other planeswalker that they have. Like or so so for so uh, I mean. Just to use an example from yesterday, if I played Sorcerer Spyglass instead of Pithing Needle, I could have seen you had no vials in hand, mm -hmm. and possibly had a Grenzo in hand. I don't know if you did, Fair. but at least I would have had the chance there, which, which needling him would have been better for me. Yes, absolutely. So, I mean, I mean there's tons of cases where, where that one extra mana is worth, worth the... Um, uh, looking at your opponent's hand there it's super interesting in this regard because once again there's a, there's actually a lot of play to this card mm -hmm. and it will it will be it is very easy to cast this card see your opponent has you know something with an activated ability in their hand and immediately and name that card it. yeah when in actuality you should be naming a different card because you have much easier ways of dealing with the card that you chose to name like, say mm -hmm. it's a creature and you have removal, like a lot of removal in your deck, you probably should have named the Planeswalker that you brought it in for anyways. But, mm -hmm. you know, then it really comes down to like, well, will I be able to find a way to actually deal with this before it kills me anyways? And that just kind of starts its own little spiral. And it's just, I like cards it's, that yeah. secretly create more game when you use them. Yeah. Like, that. yeah, that's a, that's a, a good card like i could see that a lot of decks wanting this over needle i mean yeah. honestly i think La i think land still would want it over needle as a sideboard card yeah, possibly costing well, I, two I mean, mana I'm... over three is a big thing in legacy it is it is a big thing but i think my deck can handle that because it's designed to slow the game down mm -hmm. and you know as long as i'm not getting boiled like <laughs> i should be able to possibly play some of these cards actually this would be if the sorcerer spyglass would have been noticeably worse because i had boil in my opening hand the entire game so if you had seen it coming it would have been a lot worse oh god <laughs> uh. it's a lot harder to get that boil off when you uh you know it's there yeah <laughs> yeah but man magic's great magic is great okay um. All right, bomber bust. 
The card will be either be amazing or unplayable, but we really don't know. We can't tell yet. <laughs> Go for it. Regisaur Alpha. Okay. So, a lot of people have a kill boner for this card. Mm -hmm. Alright? And I do think that this card will see legitimate play at some point. So... For reference, register alpha three red green. Uh, other uh, four four four. Uh, other dinosaurs you control have haste. When register alpha enters the battlefield, uh, create a three three green dr dinosaur creature token with trample. So a lot of people basically look at this card and they're like, "Oh my god, this card is like you know broodmate dragon but dinosaur." And oh my god, this card is uh, what basically amounts to a um, uh, Bloodbraid Elf and stuff like that. And while I... That sounds like some hyperbole. <laughs> yeah, like, I understand where they're coming from, but my problem with Registore Alpha is the fact that Glorybringer is still a magic card. Yeah. Hazaret is still a magic card. Yeah. And it would be very easy for you to cast this, and it just really doesn't amount to much with the way the format currently stands. Like, I think that this card will eventually, if not immediately, be very, very good. I, mm -hmm. But there's also a chance that all the hype is just kind of overblown a bit, and this card's just going to be a generic filler card in whatever's currently the bulk, being played. The bulk rare, basically, yeah. for somebody's EDH dinosaur deck, right? I mean, I don't think the card will ever be bulk. It'll always be a couple dollars, right? Because it's still a really sweet card. Like, yeah. it's a gigantic freaking dinosaur. Mm -hmm. And it will see play. I just don't think it's going to be as even remotely dominant as people seem to think it is. But I'm... I uh, accept the fact that I'm likely to be wrong, but... It's, <laughs> I mean, that's why we have this section, right? Yeah. So, what about yourself? What do you... Okay, so I picked think? the card... So I actually, I had the, the name of this card written down in the document, and I had to go look it up because I couldn't remember what the card was right away. Um, until I gave myself my little mnemonic. So this is uh, Growing Rights of Itlamok or something like that. Um, I, ref I refer to it in my notes as Cradle with Bullshit. <laughs> um, <laughs> so um, this is a, a 200 green for a legendary enchantment. Um, when it enters, you look at the top four cards of the library. You can reveal a creature among them, put it in your hand, put the rest of the bottom in order. At the beginning of your end step, if you control four or more creatures, you transform it. On the other side is... Itlamok, Cradle of the Sun, it is a legendary land. Um, you can tap it for a green mana, and you can also tap it to add green to your mana pool for each creature you control. So, the Cradle part is being able to, like, Gaia's Cradle, tap for green <laughs> for each creature you control. The bullshit part is the other side of the card. Um, yep. I mean, so, there's such a a weird record of cards like that are copying old really broken cards but doing something different and whether they're like good or not um 
you know, every once in a while you get cards like Treasure Cruise, which are, you know, literally Ancestral Recall. Um, and other times you get, you know, stuff that doesn't do anything. But, <laughs> and so, uh, I'm... Uh, Flame Caller something? There's a card that I refer to as the Fixed Sneak Attack, and I can't remember what it's called now. Oh, uh, Flame Shadow Conjuring. Yeah, that. The Fixed Sneak Attack. Yeah. Yeah, it is not good. Um, <laughs> so, like, you have this huge scale. So, like, whenever I see a card that's, like, mimicking an old card, like, people are usually, like, just shit their pants over it when they see it at first. Um, or, actually, usually I should just go with the opposite of what people think, because I remember reading tons of spoiler threads about people being like, oh, Treasure Cruise is just going to be terrible, I can't believe they even print cards like this. Um, also, Siege Rhino was bad. Uh, but... Um, and everybody's just crapping their pants about this, like, but I just don't know, man, like, ha needing, needing four creatures to flip that stupid thing and needing to pay three mana to get it, that's, that's a hoop, like, that's not, that's not free. Yeah, so, my opinion on this card, it was like, when I first read this card, I was like, alright, how insane is this going to be in Modern Elves? Yeah. anything can break this card, it's Modern Elves. Th that deck should, yeah. And I've come to the realization that the thing that restricts this card the most is the phrase, at the beginning of your end step. Yeah. That means that you don't have access to the mana when you can cast the creatures to take true advantage of it until mm -hmm. the turn after it flips, which gives your so opponent... You yeah. So, continue. Oh, as I was gonna say, you basically just take a turn off to get a Cradle. Yes. Like, it be like best case scenario, you, you pay three mana, you play your enchantment, you do your dumb shit with it, whatever it does, doesn't matter, that's not the part we care about. And then, you have four creatures because you're playing Modern, which is dumb, and you flip this card... And, like, you still just took basically an entire turn off. Yeah. And I don't think you can flip it turn three. Can you? Yes. Okay. You absolutely can. Okay, you can. All right. Because I'll trust you because I don't pay attention to anything there. Don't worry can... about explaining it to me. I'll trust you. Well, um, you can because <laughs> modern elves can win on turn three. Oh, okay. Okay, never mind then, yeah. So, um... The big thing about... The big thing you people have to realize about Guy's Cradle is Guy's Cradle is immensely powerful for doing one of two different things. You <laughs> get to cast your um, Crater Hoof Behemoth by only tapping one land and get to attack with all your creatures. Or mm -hmm. you get to produce a metric crap ton of mana while you're casting Glimpse of Nature. Yeah. Glimpse of Nature is not legal in modern. Mm -hmm. It's banned. <laughs> we have Beck and Call. Yes. We have Beck and Call, which is a very similar effect, but that costs two mana, one of which has to be blue. I'm not saying it's mm -hmm. not impossible, but it comes down to the fact that modern elves can already do so much that it doesn't matter mm -hmm. like they already have other ways of making infinite mana 
getting a lot of mana is not something they care about. Yeah. And I think that as long as infinite man infinite green mana is available within the realm of modern, this card will not break modern. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then the counter argument is that this does what Gaius Cradle does, and that's scary as hell. I mean, sure, it's going to be really awesome like, in EDH. Yeah, yeah, I mean, that's it'll <laughs> show up. I'm sure it'll show up there. But like, I mean, there there is the potential for this just being ridiculous. Yes. Like it's right on that. It's right on that teetering point too. Like four creatures and three mana for the enchantment. Like that's. Like, if it was less than that, I think we could say, yeah, this is probably going to be good. If it was more than that, I think we could say, yeah, this is probably going to be bad. But, like, at that point, it's kind of like, like, like they hit the exact spot they needed to, I think. Yeah, I think the thing that people need to realize about this card is you need to play a bunch of cheap stuff to make it good, and you need to play a lot of expensive stuff to make it the flip side good. Yeah, Like, and you're doing two opposite things there. Like... That's the same issue that ramp decks already have. Like, that's always mm-hmm. been an issue. Like, if you're playing ramp decks with something like an Elvish Mystic, is sometimes, instead of drawing your big payoff Ulamog, you're drawing more Elvish Mystics. And yeah. that's not what you want to be doing. And sometimes, you're trying to draw your big payoff Dinosaur, and you're drawing more growing rights of Itulamog. Yeah. Which is legendary, so worthless. Like... That's just something that happens. I and mean, you could chain you could chain them together or something, and all the triggers, and just get tons of mana, and then not have anything to do because it's your end step. Yeah, like I think this card is actually exceptionally safe. Like, yeah, it's it, it's probably safe. I just man, I just don't know if it falls on the 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 good side or the bad side. Like, it's it's close either way. I think. Yeah, I, this card is going to be worth, like, you know, $20 because of EDH. Yeah. Like, a year or two. So if you guys get any copies, feel free to trade them to me if they're less than $5. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's, it's let's, okay. Let's, let's move on to the, the next one. All right. Best reprint. Do, do we need to discuss this? Because it's just off, right? Uh, yeah. For like, a little, little peek behind <laughs> the scenes, Fletcher wrote opt with an exclamation point, and I responded with duh. Yeah. Like, that is just the, like, getting getting opt into modern is very interesting. Like, there, it has the potential to do a lot. It also has the potential to do nothing. Yeah. But it's, <laughs> it's going to be super interesting, right? Because, uh, like, we I'm are... Excited. We already have two okay cantrips. Mm-hmm. And this is another okay cantrip. This card is it in just... no way, shape, or form on equal power level to the cantrips that are available in Legacy. Why? Because it doesn't yeah, no. see play over any of them. Yeah. <laughs> but in Modern, it's a whole nother story. And it's I've actually I've been enjoying the discussion that I've been seeing of people talking about how like powerful opt is compared to stuff like sleight of hand and serum visions. And I feel like that's extremely flawed. Because opt is mm-hmm. a very, very different card than either of yep. them. Serum visions mm-hmm. is a much better card on turn one. Sleight of hand is oh, a yeah. much sleight of hand is a much better card when you're digging for something. Mm-hmm. 
Opt is just good because it's instant speed. And yes. <laughs> and you get to scribe before you draw. Mm-hmm. So. I mean, and that means something. That 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 isn't, you know, a nothing ability and stuff. Like, it kind of sounds like it in compared to, like, Serum Visions or, or Sleight of Hand. But, man, like, it, you know, I, I'm sure it shows up in some decks, but... I think just being like, yep, this is this is sweet and swapping out all your serum visions with opt is the wrong decision. Yeah, I was actually I was watching um, the SEG modern tournament going on this weekend and uh, mm-hmm. Cedric Phillips actually said the statement, well he's playing, you know, two copies of Peak, so those are probably immediately gonna be replaced by Opt. And I don't know if I agree with that. Being really? able to look at your opponent's hand when you're playing a... Like, this person was playing a Storm deck. Being, oh, fair enough. Yeah, being able to look at your opponent's hand and know exactly what they have to know what you have to play around is very important in combo decks. That's why Gitaxian Probe was, like, the most important card in all of in Infect. Mm-hmm. Like, it is immensely powerful to have that knowledge. To where even, like, yes, opt is better when you're trying to win, but knowing if you can try to win is also very important. Mm-hmm. So, it'll... Yeah. I th- it'll be interesting. I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for this card. When I saw the reprint, I was just like, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I think the card's sweet. I really, really want to play it in standard, and I have plans that are probably going to be terrible, but I'm going to wing it anyways, because that's what I do. I want to play it in standard too if you can get my deck built, but I don't know if this card can make the cut. So, well, it'll be interesting. Yeah. Um, so I, I have a couple honorable mentions for best reprint. Um, Spell Pierce is being reprinted. That's sweet. Um, I, just getting more of those out. Spell Pierce is going to be super obnoxious. To if I if I keep playing Control, I'm probably going to get really annoyed by these of Spell Pierce. I'm just going to put that out there. Yeah, I just like this <laughs> being reprinted. Yeah, so, like. I like it's being reprinted. I like the art. I like playing spell pierce in decks that want to play spell pierce, but it's going to be so annoying. <laughs> yeah, and uh, my other personal shout is I love it when they reprint cards from long, long ago. And I know this card was last reprinted like M10 or something like that, with um, you know, very similar and everything. But Air Elemental gets another reprint. I thought it'd be I when I saw this card. Super pumped. Of Air Elemental? Yeah. You, you just knew I was like, yes. And you know that if I, like, I'm just going to be windmill slamming it every day, right? Yeah, when I saw it in the visual, <laughs> the card image gallery, I, like, I'm flipping through and I'm like, oh, Air Elemental, Fletcher's happy. Continue to go. Yep. <laughs> I am super pumped. Okay. Yeah. So, John, big big ticket cards, what do you think? Uh, obviously, the, the Planeswalkers, because they always are. Um, I mean, yeah. I think it's worth having a discussion about Jace. Worth? I think it is worth having a discussion about Jace Bolaren. Okay. One, Why? he's a really boring character. They really should try and make, give him an actual personality. Because the whole, if we make him a blank slate, people can impress themselves upon him, and then they'll feel like they're the main character. It just is not really resonating with the actual magic be- <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm funny. <laughs> going I'm like, back, what's going on here? Uh, actual topic: Jace Cunning Castaway. Okay. The the Planeswalker. Jace is a Planeswalker, yes. which okay. means he has a lot of text on him. Would you... Yeah. Okay. Just go read it. We're not going to do it. This is so yeah. lazy. So 
a lot of people are really down on Jace. And they're down on Jace because Jace is... This is like the first time where Jace is not a control planeswalker. Really? I, see, I, I like the card. I, I don't mind the card, but it took me a little while to realize the card was not what I... Sh I was evaluating it wrong. Like everybody evaluates Jace's wrong, but that's a different story. Yeah, but like so I was doing what everyone else does. I was comparing Jace to all of his old iterations, but not in the sense of well he's weaker than all his old iterations. I was comparing him to the fact that all of his old iterations are amazing in control decks. This Jace is not a control card. This Jace is a tempo card. Mm -hmm. Which means that that like the the deck that I wanna be playing in limited is like would love everything about this card yes like he is like nothing but tempo he's finally is making illusions which he's an illusionist and this is the first time a planeswalker of his has actually been able to make an illusion or, about time honestly or any token like mm -hmm. yeah he's also a mind mage that erases people's brains but you know he also is i mean an the illusion thing is super big for him yeah and I, the whole creating copies of himself is kind of weird, but sure. I'm really curious if they're actually going to make Jace cutting castaway tokens that have the same text on funny. Like, just this art, but he's just, like, glowing blue because he's an illusion. Like, that would be, be legitimately sweet, right? <laughs> I don't know if they, let me see what we got here. I haven't actually looked at the, I haven't looked at the tokens at all, so I don't actually. I was gonna say I can, I can go look at the tokens. They did not. Oh, that's foolish of them. They <laughs> they have failed me. So there's no tokens at all for him. Uh, illusion tokens. But he makes a token of himself. How can you have a planeswalker that makes a token and not have that token? He makes two tokens. He should have two tokens. <clears throat> You just use your extra copies of this Jace card. <laughs> Joke. Except, okay. They're not allowed to. There can't be legendary. So, you, so what you do is you get like a second playset, and you white out you parts of legendary, and just use those as your tokens. Uh, this is fine. This is fine. This is okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I. I, I mean, I I like the card. I think at three mana it plays well into the tempo strategy, and I think it's going to be cool. I agree. I I do honestly think that he he will be better than I originally thought, but I don't think he will be amazing, which I am perfectly okay with. I'm I'm down for planeswalkers not dominating every format they've ever been in anymore. <laughs> Are you sick of Gideon? Yes. <laughs> All right. Let's. Let's move on. All right. Oh, oh, wait. What were some of the other big ticket cards, actually, before we get get uh, on there? Just uh, Raska is a big ticket card. A lot of people... Some people, people keep asking me... Yeah, another Planeswalker. A lot of people keep asking me if I think she's better or worse than her original. I think she's worse, but I don't think that's a bad thing. As a whole, Planeswalkers okay. seem to be weakening in power level, which is fine. Um, I believe it's called a Ripjaw Raptor. Okay. Uh, four or five for four. Whenever it gets dealt damage, you draw a card. That card is pushed beyond all reason like wow <laughs> just yep. just wow okay and 
Yeah, like, nothing else. Like, there's no other, like, rares and stuff that really push it out to me. Like, Watley is actually very underpowered compared to most Planeswalkers, which is interesting. Not terrible, mm -hmm. but... There's a lot of, there's a lot of, like, sweet EDH stuff in this set, as weird as that <laughs> is to say. Like, no, I no mean, hatred for it. It's just a lot of, like, oh, this would be really cool in EDH. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Alright. Let's, let's get our final thoughts on this. So, favorite card overall? Uh, so, this is actually my favorite art in the set, but it's also my favorite card in the set. It's called Fleet Swallower. <laughs> I think I remember what this card does, if I remember this is... Yep, yeah, okay. It's a gigantic fish. And it's <laughs> yeah. great. The art is, it, like, glorious. It's just this huge, like, large-mouthed bass about to eat a ship. The flavor text is glorious. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't like this card's effect, because I just don't care. It's a 6-6 six, six for 7. And it's a gigantic with a fish. with a traumatized tacked on yeah with a traumatized which sure whatever like this it's a giant fish and it's jumping and it's gonna eat a boat and I just I cannot express how much I love this card more than I reasonably should <laughs> like oh, I love it I love it it's, it's gonna be so bulk and I'm just gonna collect fish. <laughs> So, mine is uh, another unplayable card, probably. Um, so, I picked Boneyard Parlay. Um, and the only reason is because I think it's super clever again. Um, the fact that it's just basically factor fiction from your graveyard makes me just, just giggle incessantly. Um, actually, if I probably get some of these, I will pro there's a few decks I will probably play them in. This card will uh, be in but, every one of your black EDH decks, don't lie. It will be in every single one of my black EDH decks, for sure. <laughs> um, <laughs> or, yeah, actually, yeah, it's going to be in both of them, for sure, because both of them have graveyard win conditions, so... Like, um, I but, yeah, I, I just think... Like, huh. what? like, I read this card, and I'm just like, yep, this is definitely a fun card. It's a fun card. Is it a good card? Probably not. Not at seven mana. But, like, I don't know. I think it's cool. I love the card. I I want to get my hands on it, and it shouldn't cost much because it'll be bulk, but... I would be shocked if it was not already. Yep. <laughs> okay. So, um, opinion on the overall... It's $3 what? on SCG right now. <sighs> Scorcher. I'm sure it'll be down to 50 cents soon. Um... <laughs> So, uh, opinion on the overall feel of the set. Um, so, I'm gonna I'm just gonna take this one away and start off and just kind of continue my thing from earlier. But just the colorfulness of the set and the way they made the entire set feel is just awesome. Like I'm fairly excited for this set. Um, actually, I'm quite excited for this set. Uh, I'm one of the people who was wrong. I was not particularly like super jacked to the ceiling for uh, the last two blocks they've done. Um, Kaladesh to me was fine-ish, and Amonkhet was about the same. Um, possibly even slightly lower. But this, like, so this one, like, my hype going into it is actually higher than both those sets. Um, the the black-white vampire stuff, man, just, just gets me going. 
Like, I I think the flavor of them is just sweet. I want to play most of those cards. The pirate stuff just looks awesome. The set's so colorful and sweet, and yeah. Actually, really I, like I don't even the, care about the dinosaurs. I really like the <laughs> mono-white um, vampires. They feel good, and I love that flavor of character. Like, yeah. the mono-white vampires still feel black-white to me. Yeah. Like, they feel very Orzov to me, like that, that, I, and I love that, and so I'm going to need a ton of these cards, and a bunch of them are going into my Tasty EDH deck, I'm sure. So, that's, there's my thoughts. Um, <laughs> I, I agree with you that, like, I really like the flavor of this world. Mm-hmm. I don't like that the, that the goblins are monkeys. We already had monkey oh, goblins. monkey goblins, I forget about those. We already had monkey goblins in Khan's block, and... I'm not really like I get it. Monkey goblins fit really well on pirate ships, and yep. they fit really well in, like the South America feel. But I don't know. There's too many fuzzy goblins going around. Yeah, there's been two two sets or two blocks with fuzzy goblins. It's way over the top. I need my, I need the little green men. <laughs> I thought about telling people I was playing little green men in uh, Legacy. Because there's a reasonable chance they think I was talking about elves. Oh, funny. You should just <laughs> refer to it as that from now on. But, okay. Um, so that's all you got is, is furry goblins are bad? Uh, I... This... This is another weird complaint. Right? Okay. I feel like... In Constructed, the dinosaurs are going to be too pushed. Like, okay. as... It's a really weird complaint, but, like, I don't really like when Watsy kind of just builds the decks for us. It's something that I really mm-hmm. dislike about Yu-Gi-Oh! is, like, Yu-Gi-Oh! takes it a step way further, where they literally build the decks, and then they ban the previous good decks, so you can't, you know, their new thing is the new shiny, and you have no choice but to play it. Like, Watsy yeah. doesn't do that, but they still push the envelope really far to where it's like, hey, you're going to be playing dinosaurs at some point, and you don't have a choice if you want to win. Like, that 4-5 for 4, that whenever it gets devil damage, you draw a card. And there's, like, a lot of, like, really good removal based on dinosaur stuff, and there's a lot of really good dinosaurs. Like, Carnage Tyrant is insane. Like, a 7-6 for 6... Trample can't be countered hexproof. Like that card is just unbeatable. Yeah. Like yeah. holy hell, why do you really hate counter spells that much? <laughs> like, yes, they do. <laughs> it's not even just that. Like it's just there's so many dinosaurs that just seem pushed a lot, right? Like. They they want dinosaurs to see play in standard, and I un, I I get that right. It's it's a business thing. You want your new cards to see play. That way, people buy your new product and you make money. I don't have a problem with that. I just have a problem when it's like I don't mind their new cards being good. I don't like when their new cards just seem to be the best possible thing you can be doing. Which, like I said, I think Ramanop Red kind of kicks that in the teeth, as it were. But eventually, that stuff will go away. Or people will find Mm -hmm. a way to not lose to it. Like, you know, they already have. So, it'll be interesting. We're going to have, like, Red... So we're going to have Naya Dinosaurs, Teamer Energy, 
and red, I'm going to kick you in the teeth. It's Thander. And this is going to be in mid-range slash aggro person's wet dream. I mean, blue's way too good is the problem. Yeah. Joke. Yeah. Alright. That's my so, friend. Yep. <laughs> Alright. So there's our thoughts on the set. John, do you have anything else? I, once again, think that I will not have a question today because we've already been talking for well over an hour. <laughs> we, we have. But <laughs> maybe someday. Yeah. We just got we'll, too we'll many good opinions. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as I said at the beginning of the episode, please let us know what you think about these set review episodes. We're still trying to dial them in. Um, I mean, we're only... We, We've only been doing 30 episodes. Happy happy 30th episode, John. Yay! I'm still younger than our episodes, I think. You are. I'll keep track for you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so this, uh, let, us know, let us know what you think about these episodes, what you think would be cool to hear from us, or um, yeah, just general thoughts and opinions. Uh, you can let us know those uh, and other feedback. You can shoot us an email at thelocometa at gmail.com, or you can catch us on Twitter and shoot us a message there at thelocometapc. So, well, it was good, good talking about this set. I'm pretty pumped for the pre-release next week. Yeah, I'm, I'm, as usual, you know, optimistic about what things are going to be like. I'm not super, like... I'm not super, oh my god, this is amazing about anything except for that fish, because that fish is just glorious. But, uh... <laughs> oh! One. If I get the fish, I will trade it to you. Sorry, I actually have... I, this will be my send-off. Oh. Um, okay. I need to find it, I need to find it. I'm sorry, I'm so sorry. Please don't hate me. River's Rebuke should not be printed, and I'm going to hate whoever cast it against me in Limited. Oh. Oh. Oh yeah, that. Yep. <laughs> That's it. Uh, okay, there's your rage. Yep. So I guess, yeah. We will catch you next time. Bye.